unless otherwise indicated, all the names, characters, businesses, places, events, and incidents in these stories and audio narrations are either the product of the author's imagination or used in a fictitious manner. Any resemblance to actual persons, living or dead, or actual events is purely coincidental. The stories and audio narrations are not intended as a substitute for the medical advice of physicians. The reader and or listener should consult a physician in matters related to his or her health, and particularly with respect to any symptoms that may require diagnosis or medical attention. Mature content. Listener discretion is advised. Zen medicine. I'm an intuitive tantric Reiki healer. I'm neither formally trained nor educated in being a tantra or Reiki healer. I'm just pretty plugged into the universe. And this is my calling, for better or for worse. How people find me? Well, there's word of mouth and divine timing. Here's my story. He was a tiny scrappy terrier with tiny white teeth. It was a cute little thing. And when he appeared to me in my dreams, he approached me slowly, his tummy close to the ground. He crawled along in tiny steps, jumping ahead a couple of paces before stopping, pausing. Then he resumed that slow crawl up to the side of my bed. Halbert and I watched him from the top of the bed, my huge golden spirit dog at the foot, while I was sitting up against my pillows. Howard didn't bare his teeth at the little terrier. He was actually mild-mannered, his golden eyes warm and watchful. And when the little terrier finally made it up into my lap, I smiled at him, taking one tiny paw and giving it a firm shake. The sudden ringing of my cell phone roused me out of my dreams, and I grabbed it blindly, my eyes still closed. When Keegan started speaking, I listened, saying nothing. And when he finally said, just say the word Z, and I'll send his ass packing. I wanted you to make that decision because it's not right for me to make it for you. Yes or no? My answer was, yes. At least twice a week in the mornings when we were free, we'd meet for coffee and breakfast at our corner neighborhood Italian hole-in-the-wall shop on the same block as our building. Think Cake Boss, but run by Mama Rosa and Pop Pop. Their coffee was family-brewed, always hot and fresh, and bold enough to put hair on my chest. It was really lovely. It was late September, and this morning was gray and overcast. It had been raining steadily way before we arrived. Irritated, Dean threw up his hands and asked me, Why in the world would sex be painful, Z? Mama Rosa was walking by our table, and the way her eyebrows rose up, I knew she had heard Dean's question. Maybe they forgot to lubricate, I responded with a shrug. Or maybe they need to do more foreplay before diving in headfirst. No, Dean countered as he turned his piercing eyes at me. I'm asking you, Z. Seriously. Why in the world would I know the answer to that, Dean? I frowned at him, a bit exasperated. Before I could continue, Mama Rosa stopped by our table, placing a large plate of fresh assorted cheese danishes in the middle of our small round table. Dean frowned and threw up his hands, protesting, Mama Rosa, I have to wash my waistline. 
but she didn't answer. Instead, she patted his shoulder before disappearing into the morning crowd. Keegan started laughing, his lean face lighting up. Is that her answer to your painful sex, Dean? He laughed hard when Dean rolled his eyes at him. It's not my painful sex, thank you very much, Dean retorted indignantly. Don't be putting that shit on me. Marla and Ava started giggling while I grabbed a plain cheese danish and popped it onto my plate. Who's having painful sex, I asked as I licked the sweet icing from my fingers. He groaned with frustration as he leaned back against his seat. My winning streak is being threatened, Z. I really need your help on this. By winning streak, he was referring to his uncanny ability to matchmake people to their actual soulmates. And he was never wrong, but that didn't mean he didn't have to fight to keep that running streak going. Marla scooted closer, putting her elbows on the tabletop. Dean, when are you going to hook me up with my soulmate? His immediate eye roll at her was priceless. He said dryly, Sweetie, it's not like I can swing a cat around Tribeca, smack one upside the head, can I? Ava shook her head, her long, warm, honey brown hair flowing over her shoulders. If that's the case, Dean, then how is it that your love business is booming? I'm half tempted to believe that you're running a scam playing with people's hearts like that. Scam my trim tight ass, Dean scoffed. He shrugged his lean shoulders daintily. Can I help it if I have the golden touch of people? I see it. I know it. What he actually meant was that he could see people's energies and how compatible they'd be with each other. I've seen firsthand people throwing real good money at him to be in his candidate pool. And the matches that come out of his picking were pretty spot on. Even I have to give him creds for that. Wait. Keegan said slowly, a frown creasing his brows. Dean does what with people? His dark brown eyes flicked briefly at me before lasering into Dean. Keegan was a relatively new addition to our morning coffee get-togethers, having joined us off and on for the last few weeks. Marla piped up, her sky-blue eyes laughing. In Tribeca, he's known as the Dapper matchmaker. He hooks people up with their soulmates. She accentuated the last two words as air quotes. Ava chimed in, and supposedly he makes perfect matches every single time. I smiled as Dean straightened in his seat, almost as if a peacock preening proudly. His black cropped hair was slicked back from a lean, tanned face, his deep blue eyes open and expressive. Today, he wore a form-fitting navy blue sweater over black slacks. Really? Keegan's voice was flat, unbelieving. The tone of a cop who needed to see evidence before believing his ears. Dean's lips curled into a smile, not unlike that of a Cheshire cat. Mischievous, slightly wicked. His deep blue eyes looked at me with humor. I busied myself with my delicious cheese danish, ducking my eyes down. I wasn't about to tell Keegan what Dean had thought about us. Can we please get back to my original question, children? Dean said instead, clapping his hands together. Someone's having painful sex? Marla asked, brushing away a stray tendril of honey brown hair out of her face. That's awful. Are you a sex therapist too, dapper matchmaker? Ava laughed at him, her lips curling into a smile. Your clients are actually telling you about their sex lives too? That's my question to Z, actually, Dean started as he looked at me. If they're soulmates, shouldn't their sex life be squirty and Oh, so wet? There shouldn't be any pain, right? I could tell he was genuinely serious about this. Wiping my mouth with my napkin, I grabbed my coffee cup and took a sip before answering him. I'm an intuitive 
tantric Reiki healer, honey, not a theologist. I shook my head as I sat back in my seat. Personally, I'm down with the idea of sex with the soulmate being pain-free. Before Dean could respond, I looked at Keegan. And speaking of pain, I better go to the restroom before Reader gets here. That set Ava and Marla off again, both speaking up simultaneously. I can't believe you agreed to meet him, Z. You should run out the back door, Z. I held my hands up, stopping the beginnings of their tirade. They both knew what happened with Reader and me, and the fact that Reader had been pestering Keegan for weeks. I had blocked his number on my cell phone, and he had no way of reaching me except through Keegan. Being the nice guy that he was, Keegan had run interference for me before he finally decided to tell me about Reader. I can't say that I don't disagree with the ladies, Z. Keegan said, his dark brown eyes on me. I'm actually surprised you didn't hang up on me this morning. Let's just say I believe in giving some people second chances. I shrugged as I stood up. I'll be right back. I made my way deeper into the crowded coffee shop, the restrooms in the small alcove in the back. Luckily, I didn't have to wait and was in and out in no time. As I turned the corner to exit the little alcove, I heard the back exit door open and felt a hand grab my shoulder. Reacting on pure instinct, my pounding heart stuffed in my throat. I moved without thought, moved as I was taught in self-defense classes. I grabbed the hand tightly, turned as I lifted and twisted it off my shoulder, and drove it down in a downward movement. The maneuver had me facing the man who was now down on one knee, shouting with surprise and pain as I gave his arm a sharp twist. With a hard shove on my foot, I sent him stumbling away from me, screaming, Don't! Touch me! The reaction was fast as I vaguely heard people shouting, feet pounding. A second later, I felt two hands grab my arms from behind. As I started to scream, Keegan's voice broke through the buzzing in my head. Z, he shouted as he gripped me tightly as I instinctively braced myself for a fight. It's me! It's Keegan! With a shaky breath, I put my back against his hard chest as he slowly backed us out of the alcove. As we re-emerged into the bright interior of the coffee shop, only then did I realize my assailant was none other than Reader. Reader was on his feet, nursing his arm, his face red and flushed. What the hell did you do that for, Z? He shouted at me. I screamed back. Don't fucking touch me, you motherfucker. Coming up behind someone, you asshole. You attacked me first, he shouted back. You grabbed me first, you motherfucker. I screamed with rage. Who gave you the right to touch me? To lay a hand on me, Reader? And coming up behind me, you're a sick motherfucker. Keegan, I'm pressing charges. I want him arrested for assault. Weeder threw his arms up, his brown eyes widening with shock. Hey, hey, I didn't mean to scare the shit out of you, Z. I wasn't attacking you. I just wanted you to know I was here. By grabbing me, I was livid. By coming through the back door near the restroom and grabbing me from behind, what the fuck is wrong with you, Weeder? I'm sorry, he said loudly, waving his hands wildly. I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. I was just excited to see you. Chest heaving. I snarled at him as Keegan began to pull me away from him. His hands still on my arms, he guided me back to the table in the front, passing through the crowd of customers who had stopped everything to watch the spectacle. Mama Rosa's voice bellowed from the back. You! Get out of my store! No, I'm here to meet her. Really, really I am. How about this? I apologize. He shouted loudly, his voice loud and clear across the room. I'm sorry for the commotion. It's a complete misunderstanding. How about I buy everybody's breakfast? Hey, it's all on me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Pop-Pop came to our table as I sat down, my breathing calmer. You want him to stay Z? I can kick his ass out. I breathed out heavily as I shook my head. He nodded and looked at Mama Rosa, who got the signal to back off. I'm sorry, folks. Weeder was saying as he made his way through them to our table. Breakfast's on me. 
No worries, no problems. And then he pulled up a chair and planted himself between Keegan and Dean, seated directly across from me. Pop Pop was pouring another round of coffee for us and had added another dish of goodies. This time with mini cinnamon rolls with white icing. I didn't say anything as I coldly stared at Reader. No one did until Marla cleared her throat. Why don't you tell us why you want to talk to Z, Reader? He threw a frown at her. Why in the world should I tell you? Who the fuck are you? Ava moved closer to the table. Her awkward. Marine eyes frigid. We're her friends. You're going to have to go through us if you want something from Z. Still with a frown, Reader gave Ava a quick once over. His belligerent posture softening. His eyes darted to Dean and Keegan, both stone faced and also as protective of me as Marla and Ava were. He sighed heavily then, putting his hands up. I apologize. I apologize. I really didn't mean to scare her. I really was just excited to finally see her after all these weeks. What do you want, Reader? I finally asked. My Heart and mind steady again. Howard was sitting beside the man, looking mild and calm. The fact that neither Henry nor Howard had warned me meant the man was telling the truth—that he really didn't mean any harm. Truce. He held out his hand to me. I glanced at it briefly before repeating, "What do you want, reader? And why didn't you come through the front door like a normal person? Why the back door?" He slowly withdrew his hand, his lean face rueful. "My face is well known, you know." He started smartly before losing his pompous steam under my flat eyes. I didn't want the attention. That's how I dodged the paparazzi. The paparazzi follows you? Ava asked with a roll of her eyes. No accounting for taste. Excuse me, Reader snapped as he straightened in his seat. I am a famous reporter for the Daily Seconds, you know. He turned in his seat to strike a pose, the very familiar pose that he strikes every time he goes on air. Head cocked to one side, with one eyebrow arched up, as if to say, "Oh, really?" I'm not just a pretty face, you know. Dean snorted as he turned his gaze away from him, looking at me. Idiot, he muttered, shaking his head. Z, honey, how about we get you a full breakfast? It's on him, anyways. Reader reached into his shirt pocket and pulled out a small folded piece of paper, sliding it across the table to me. I saw it was a check with a really nice dollar amount on it, written out to me. My eyes lifted to his, saying nothing. You want her to give you a tantric massage? Ava said, her eyes wide on the generous check. He nodded. I know you're running late, and I'm tripling it. He waved at the check. That's no chump change. I want the real deal. Dean interjected. Then, Z, if you agree to this, we all need to be there when you do this. The hell you are! Reader snapped instantly, his gray eyes flashing. No one's gonna see my dick except for Z. He swung his index finger at everyone. I give you credits for being her friends, but you don't need to be bitches about it. Marla gasped indignantly at Reader. As Keegan turned to me, you don't have to do this, Z. If I had known that this was his intention, I'd have told him to beat it a long time ago. Which is why I didn't tell you, Keegan. Reader snapped at him. Besides, it's none of your business what I do with Z. This had Keegan bristling as he bared his teeth at the reporter. What does Ambrose want with me now, Reader? I said, my head tilting. My eyes took in his aura, which flickered between orange and yellow, which meant he was open and honest. Nothing about him gave off any trace of Ambrose, which meant that. Why he wanted a session was for himself. His curiosity. Ambrose has got nothing to do with this. His lips twisting with disgust. I don't know what about you that's got him all twisted up, but I haven't spoken with him since the incident. Motherfucker lied to me. He seethed angrily for a few moments before calming down. But what you did to me that day, you saved my life. He paused. His eyes very clear and open. I've interviewed lots of people, seen lots of strange shit, but this took the cake. Not only that, it saved me. 
me. So I'm doing this for me. I'm not doing this for an interview or an article. I'm doing this for me because I want to know. Henry appeared in the corner of my eye. Then his golden spark blinking behind Reader's left ear. In my mind's eye, I saw Henry smile at me. I sighed. Then, sitting back in my seat, my eyes still holding Reader's. After a moment, I nodded and said, "Okay." Status of the case of John G. Reader, to be continued. Music credit by Kogan Audio. Sound credit by Zaxblatt.com. Story created, written, and narrated by Z. E. Lian. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please consider supporting us by subscribing on Apple iTunes and leaving us a five-star review. It helps people find us, and it is greatly appreciated. Follow the continuing story of Zen Medicine on Medium.com. 